0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now,
1: here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. That is my signature open that always reminds me for some odd reason of Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. And that is a show I do miss being on because it always made me laugh and always made me smile. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it is in reruns. And it it is a a perfect quarantine show to watch because it's intelligent. Mm. and And that's what I hope my show is for you guys, intelligent, funny, uplifting, fills you with hope. These are some of the words that I've recently gotten from some of my listeners, and that to me means I am doing for you what I hope to do for you, which is to fill you with possibilities, to help you shift your perspective as to your business, to your life, whatever may be going on for you as an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, somebody who's working inside a corporation that wants to make the best of their role inside that corporation. And my guest today during this time of of quarantine and countries are starting to reopen here in Florida, we are beginning to reopen and that's creating a lot of angst for a lot of people. And I keep seeing in the news more and more each day. And I hear from listeners that they're uncertain how to, keep their businesses running or to change and shift their businesses that are going on right now because the way they were doing business just isn't working right now. So I talked to my good friend, Cheryl Campbell, who said, okay, Laura, I'll be on your show. Let's talk about this. So um, Cheryl, thank you so much for being on the show this week. I mean, you are one of those entrepreneurs who has learned throughout your fun, crazy, insane career how to pivot. Hi, Laura. (laughs) You know, I have to laugh as you say that
0: because it's so true. Um, Before we begin, though, I really just want to say thanks so much for having me. And I'm like super excited to share some uh, creative ideas with your listeners to to help them get through these tough times, whether they do have an existing business or if they're looking to start something um, new for themselves. I mean,
1: there's unlimited possibilities, and I find it very exciting. Yeah, you know, I find it exciting as well. But I tend to look at chaos as an opportunity for somebody to cut through it and bring some order to chaos and to capitalize on what's going on without losing your ethics in the process. Like I have a friend that makes cloth handbags, beautiful totes and bags, and I said, are you making face bags yet? And she said no. And, and I was shocked by that. I mean, Vera Bradley is even making face masks out of their fabric. Why not?
0: You, you know, that just opens an interesting um, theme that I think is going to be carried out throughout our talk. And, you know, I think people have different attitudes about profiting in general, um, especially if they're heart-centered, like I'm sure your audience is but also profiting during times of crisis. People feel like it is unethical to profit. Right. And I gotta tell you, and I'm gonna say to everybody right now, not true. It is so important to realize that everyone has something to offer another that could help that other person. And because of this, you're actually doing a disservice to yourself and to others if you don't move forward with an idea you have or a skill that you have that could help another person.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you so much, Earl You and I have had this conversation off and on over the years that we've known each other. And, you know, I say to people who are like, well, you're profiting off of a crisis. It's like, okay, no, you're not. You're providing a service that's needed. And mm-hmm. who's to say that you can't donate a portion of your profits to a charity that really needs it, that's hurting right now.
0: You know what? It's funny that you say that because I just created a little course, and maybe we'll get into it in a little bit, but I just created a course that um, the sales are going to a nonprofit that I run, um, and that nonprofit actually deals with crisis assistance and feeds. um, You know, we staff and fund our local food pantry. And so there's just a lot of need going on right now. And so I created a new little fun course that um, the profits go to Madison Community Services. So absolutely, you know, and uh, there's so many different things that you can do and be in service. And I'm really looking forward to sharing some of those things with your audience.
1: Okay, so let's dive right in because one of the things you and I kept talking about was the different ways that any business pretty much can begin to shift their way of thinking about the way they do business or the clients that they serve. Like so many industries, even the auto industry, shifting and making ventilators and um, people who have never made masks or face shields or personal protective equipment going, oh, wait, I can easily retool to make that during this time period are now realizing that, oh, wait, we can do so much more in our business than we ever thought of, and maybe it's where we should be going. So step my client, my my listeners, and my clients, who many of you who are listening, um, through the thought process.
0: Okay, well... I always love to start this conversation first with a little um, briefing of what we're going to be talking about overall, just so um, everybody could understand what we're going to be talking about and what I'm trying to share with you. So what we're going to talk about is how to unlock your potential and basically new ways that you could think about switching your ideas around where you could profit from helping others. And the thing is, is that you can earn extra income from serving others, and that's the cool thing about it, all right? So when you're thinking about unlocking your potential, all right, it's surprisingly simple if you follow five simple steps. And those are the things that I want to talk with everybody about today. Okay, and let's,
1: let's start with I, step one. Everybody's yes, so thinking step
0: about... One, step one is actually starting. mindset, Laura, and I got to tell you, all right, people poo-poo mindset, you know, oh, I've heard about this before. And yes, I understand mindset. But surprisingly, people don't understand mindset. All right, they don't realize that it truly is the one key on how you build your life. All right. And I'm talking about your personal life, your relationships, um, you know, your relationship with with spirit, and just everything is all about mindset. And when people have limiting beliefs, all right, they are actually hurting themselves. And therefore, I feel like they're hurting others because they're not living up to their potential. And you know, if we could, you know, I I want to talk about all of these things with you and show you how you can choose a business model and how you could launch your business using like a simple sales funnel, and all of these different things. But if you don't mind, I do want to start with a little bit of mindset that I've been seeing going on during the pandemic, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, because it's, You know, I've done a lot of shows talking about different aspects of mindset, and we just had Noah St. John on last week, who is just amazing to me talking about those thoughts. But mindset is something that I find there's lots of different definitions for it, Mm -hmm. and each one means something to somebody else, and it's takes to help them. Right. Now, I see mindset
0: as the – ultimate way to create the life that you want, period. (laughs) And I'm not talking about pie in the sky kind of mindset and everything. I I believe in a mindset that looks at what is going on in your life. And if you're not happy with everything that's going on in your life, it's got to be somewhere rooted in that mindset that you have. So you need to be honest with yourself. All right, you need to look at what's going on. You have to look at, um, your own skill levels, and can you improve them, and and your attitude about everything. But the stuff I wanted to talk about related to this pandemic is that I've been seeing this with the work I've been doing, that there's two types of mindset going on right now with this pandemic, different behaviors that are rooted in fear, and then, of course, just the mindset of you want to help your fellow human being and people that are doing whatever they can to serve their communities. And the part that I really disturbs me is that when people react out of this fear-based behavior, because to me the only fear that exists is the fear that you allow to exist in your own mind. And what I mean by that though, is that fear-based behaviors are Based because they happen because people feel like they have no control, and they they start thinking irrationally. But one thing about fear-based behavior is it actually causes a lot of stress in our bodies, and that stress reduces our immune system. and that's the one thing that we need to protect right now. So if you are in fear, I would just like to suggest to you that you take a step back, all right, and you do what you need to do to find solutions to solve the problems that you're facing. So if you're afraid to go out of your house, all right, do your due diligence and just, you know, sit back. Now we're starting to know everything that we need to know about protecting ourselves. You know, 65 and older are at risk. You know, when we're out of the house, we need to wear face masks if we're in public you know, you need to use hand sanitizer, and all of these other things that everybody has heard by now. But the difference between reacting in fear and hiding in your home, or reacting out of fear and pumping your arm in the air and saying, I have my rights, and demanding that you don't do any of these, you know, things that are going to protect you, and going out to a bar like happened last week, you know, in different parts of our country, um, one state in particular. And, People do this again because they think that they don't have control over things. So the one thing I need everybody to realize is that we all have control over our lives always. Now, we may not control the things that happen to us. There's a big difference. We didn't ask for this pandemic. We don't ask to lose loved ones. We don't ask for relationships to go bad. But the thing that we always have control over is how we react. To any given situation that happens to us. And when you realize that, you realize you always, always have a choice. So if your business tent, you have a choice. Do you sit back and wallow in, you know, sorrow? (laughs) Or do you find a way to look at your business and go down a different path? If you've lost a loved one, which is so so difficult and you know i mean it's heartbreaking when it happens but do we choose to honor that person somehow learn from it grow from it there there's so many choices that we can make in so many different ways but the key to it all is realizing that we do always have a choice okay so for
1: you know you know what i mean i mean it's just a choice always you have it like uh, a friend of mine who makes bags and is choosing not to add a line temporarily or long-term for masks Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. frozen around. Right. Now that, yeah, that kind of mindset I think comes from, it's
0: also fear-based and, and, you know, dealing with so many um, clients over the years, I find that a lot of people have the same fears, you know, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of success. They're afraid they're not going to live up to their potential. So they don't even try. I mean, you've heard <laughs> all of this before, and I'm sure all of us could identify with it because we're all human. We all go through it. You know, you're, um, you're not afraid. You're afraid you're not going to give enough value, or you're afraid that you'll be ridiculed because people will laugh at what you have to offer. So you have to get your head wrapped around these things. And ways that you can do that, first of all, is simply being aware. So when you have that negative thought, you have to stop it in its tracks. All right? And if you could try to reword it, like, I'm I'm not good. Who am I to do that? Well, if you have something that will benefit someone else, you have every right to share that. So it is all about mindset. And I think as we get into some of these different steps, I have five steps for you um, to help you through this whole process.
1: All right, then we better dive in. Different steps. (laughs) Okay. So step one is mindset, you said, right? Yes, absolutely. All right? And so... The second step is
0: that you actually have to see your potential. And when you see that potential, you have to have the proper mindset to move forward with it. And what I mean by this is that every single person listening today has a skill that they have that someone else needs. And it could be something as simple as making face masks. And the people that do know how to make face masks can share that knowledge with someone else, all right? Keep moms that have been homeschooling for years to give tips to other moms that are home right now trying to deal with the way that their schools, you know, their children are are now learning at home. Um, Another example, someone that has um, decorating knowledge and is really good at home decor could help all of the people that are home right now that need to still look professional, but they don't have a home office. Well, you know, do a little consultation with them and share your knowledge of how to make their space look professional, regardless of what part of the house it's in. Yeah, so you know, that was, when you and I were skill. talking
1: about that one, it it was really fascinating to me because, you know, I've always looked at, because I've been doing video stuff and webinars and, and video interviews for years, right? So I think about what's behind me when I'm filming, and a lot of people don't, as I've seen in so many cases. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, that's an interesting possibility for an interior decorator, a feng shui person, a stylist, um, somebody who's in does video for a living. It's mm-hmm. like you could have somebody walk around with their laptop around their house to find a perfect spot or to see different things that could be moved mm-hmm. to create a, a tableau behind right. the person. And- or create Zoom backgrounds for somebody, or I have somebody I know who's doing that now.
0: Yeah, and that's a service that's really needed. And not only that, but think about if, you know, you're, um, you, you do here in a salon and makeup, but you can't go to work right now because you're forced to have your shop closed, okay? How can you repurpose your skills? You absolutely can teach others how to make sure that their makeup is proper because makeup on camera is different than, you know, than makeup that you wear every day. And, you know, lighting, if you know something, if you're a photographer and you know something about lighting, you could give a little mini course on how to do proper lighting. There's all different things. And if you, (laughs) I'll, I'll share a personal story with you about tapping into these skills that you may not know that you even have or that you don't think about. And it's funny because this also taps into mindset again. But I know someone that put out an email that challenged his audience to think out of the box and to create a course on bread making of all things. And (laughs) I had to laugh because I said, who the heck would pay for that? All right. And because I'm so used to thinking about mindset, I went, hold on, stop. All right. It depends on who. So I got online really quickly and I did some quick YouTube, you know, video research. And I realized that a lot of the videos that are out there really aren't geared for the true beginner
1: because bread making can be kind of tricky. Oh, and
0: yeah. I, yeah. Have the, yeah, it, I, I remember
1: I have when my grandmother taught me how to do it. Thank God for yeah, her yeah. hands on top of my hands. <laughs> yes, it's the feel of it.
0: It's the look of it. It's, you know, and every time that you make the same recipe, it's still going to come out differently because of the moisture in the air and the coolness of your room and so there's all these little things. And so I thought to myself, wow, first of all, let's get rid of the limiting belief. I actually, people, people would do something with this. And this is actually the course that I said that I created. And I'm, I'm going to sell and give the profits to MCS. And so when, after doing all of this little research, I said, okay. And an hour and a half later, I was creating my first video. And I decided to call it How to Make Bread Even If You Need Directions to the Kitchen. And it literally takes you step by step by step, every single moment of like four different bread recipes, four of my favorite ones. And um, so anyway, I never, ever would have thought to offer that as a skill. And ironically, right now, the search for how to make homemade bread is through the roof. And I think the yeast sales are up something like 2,000% since last year. You can find it. If you can find it, you know, and if you can find flour. <laughs> but it was just it, – it's just one of those examples of, you know, here I am telling others to think out of the box on what they can offer, and I wasn't thinking completely out of the box. So it was kind of a little eye-opener for me.
1: Yeah, you so know, any- I love that idea because I, I know my hairdresser's up in Connecticut. I got emails from them. They had to close the hair salon down, right, right? And I haven't mm-hmm. used them for years, but I got the email, and they created basically idiot-proof hair color for you. You call in mm-hmm. advance, they put your hair color, everything together in this little bottle with the tip on it, not the tray mm-hmm. and the whole bit like they use. And they said, you come, you pick it up, contactless, and, but you have to use it within three hours of them mm-hmm. making And then they would get on the phone with you through video and walk you through whatever was needed, like a hair appointment. And, you know, part of your fee of picking up your hair color was this session. Now, it wasn't as expensive as an in-person kind of thing, but they were Mm -hmm. still making money because they're like – Simple things that to me are simple, like to them, hair, hair color, to the mm-hmm. average person, the reason we go to these experts is because, number one, we don't want to do it. Right. And number two, we haven't the faintest clue how. So your exactly. bread making is the perfect thing.
0: Right. And again, though, I never would have thought to do that. And it's it's kind of funny. I never would have thought, you know, my mind goes more towards sharing business, you know, business strategy, you know, how, how to get your business online with people and that kind of thing. And so I wasn't thinking that way, but that's the kind of example and the one that you just gave is the perfect way for businesses that aren't allowed to be open right now to shift and do things differently. And there's a lot of people doing that, you know, your yoga instructors that are streaming live and your your gym owners that have, you know, are showing how to do proper form and everything by streaming live. And so some businesses are definitely adapting, but I want those people that don't own businesses already to really realize that they also have something to offer. And it's like the bread making thing. How many people do know how to make bread? Anybody could have gone out and, you know, have done this course. And even if you don't know technology, It's not a difficult thing to learn. And again, it comes back to mindset. You have to be willing to realize that, yes, regardless of your age, you're always capable of learning something new and you have to be willing to learn something new and not be afraid to move forward and not be afraid to look like a fool. I mean, you know, when I do video work, I used to be absolutely ridiculous about how absolutely perfect it had to be. You know, and I was laughing about that when I made the videos for the bread making. Uh, So much as five years ago, I would have erased all of those videos and said, nope, because, you know, I don't like the way I look during this little segment. And so you have to change your mindset in so many different ways and just get rid of the fear, you know. And again, everybody can do this. So part of unlocking this inner potential. All right. I'm going to give you a, a little um a little skill set to do or a little, a, little, um, a little idea of how you can move forward with this. Okay, perfect. That
1: would be a great segue you, yep, into the take, next. It,
0: take an empty piece of paper, all right, and put down two columns and list a minimum of 10 skills that you have in each column. And I mean list everything, everything from I know how to balance a checkbook. You're just kind of brainstorming. I know how to make bread. I really am good at gardening, or um, even more specific, I'm really good at organic gardening. I love to do floral displays. I mean, it doesn't have to be save the world information. And when you're heart-centered, a lot of times you think that the information that you have has to be, like, life-altering. And what you may not realize is that people, when they want to learn a new skill, that is life-altering for them in a little tiny way but it still alters their look on things and it gives them joy because they're learning a new skill. So don't devalue yourself. So list these 20 items and just keep on brainstorming until you have 20 items and then step back from it for a little bit. And when you come back to it, look over it and then give a big old star to the ones that you really are passionate about. And then going back to mindset, I want you to realize that again, you know enough because you will always know more than the person that is purchasing your product when you have a product put together, all right? There will always be somebody that knows less than you and is looking for that information to get them started. So you only have to be one step ahead.
1: Okay, and that's the perfect way to go into the national news, everybody. If you're on the podcast, just pause this, write your list. If you're driving your car, wait till you get home and listen on the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll be right back with more from Cheryl Campbell. We're talking about pivoting your business, pivoting your mindset, and seeing the skills that you have that can take your business to the next level. Welcome back, everyone. And if you Missed the first half of the show? You missed some amazing content from my guest Cheryl Campbell. We're talking about pivoting your business, how to grab the opportunities that you may not be seeing right now, and Cheryl even shared about you know a common problem, especially for women, about trying to capitalize on a crisis and feeling that it's not okay to make money in business when other people are suffering, and. Cheryl, I I think we need to just talk about that one more time before we go into these uh, skills, three, four, and five, of things that people can do Okay. build or grow their business. But this concept, I, I know you've seen it a lot with a lot of your clients, and you also head up a food pantry in Connecticut where you provide food to people who... Who need sustenance, who don't have the funds otherwise to do that. And you're seeing a lot more of that happening in the world today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on this idea of people saying, I can't make money during this time? Other people are worse off than me. You know, I hate to keep on going to the mindset, but it's just something
0: that really needs to be changed because. Again, it, if you have something that's going to help another person, I, I really think that you are doing such a disservice if you don't help them. But, you know, this is from personal experience, too. When I first started 10 years ago, oh, my goodness, I wanted to help so many people, and I had, a, you know, I learned a certain skill set how to build websites, you know, how to put out a digital magazine, how to do interviews. And I loved working with women entrepreneurs. And so I kind of concentrated on that. But it was so interesting. I'm like guiding them on how to get their message out in the world and how they could put programs together and make money. And one day I was talking, um, actually, she's a good friend of the both of us, and showing her how to Miriam and how to put um, a PayPal button on her website.
1: Oh, uh, and Marion, I, I, she texted me. She is listening to the show right now. Her oh, friend I <laughs> love you. You know, but I was showing her how to do a PayPal button, and
0: all of a sudden I, I took her to my website to show her how it looks, and I went, OMG, I don't have a PayPal button on my website. And it was such an eye-opener. I actually used to do everything word of mouth for, like, coaching, and mostly I gave my coaching away basically for free. Even the people I used to charge, by the time I gave them all of my time, I'd be working for, like, five cents on the dollar, you know, or on the hour. I mean, forget it. It was ridiculous. Um, but the realization that I didn't have a pay button on my own website, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? So first time I really stepped back and looked at my own limiting beliefs. But not just that, when I was doing all of this work for all of these clients and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, all of a sudden, I started resenting the amount of time that I spent giving all of this information away um, and all of my time. And I really got resentful, especially my paying clients, because they were sucking so much of my time away from me. Right. Then I realized, haha, that's my choice. I'm choosing to do that. So I have to step back and choose not to, and it was so interesting because if you, it's one I learned honestly that if you don't take care of yourself first, and that's all of your needs, you know, your health and your, um, your emotional needs and your financial needs, that you have no place left to give from. So you really do have to replenish yourself before you can give to others, and that does mean putting yourself first. It's not a selfish thing to do. It's the right thing to do. A lot of people have trouble understanding that. Do you agree with me, though? Yes. I, I do Experience because
1: yourself. you know I, I've seen it with my own clients and I've seen it with myself. You know, it's like, okay, when my whole ear thing happened and my own voice could trigger my symptoms, it's like I couldn't commit, I felt, to taking paying, on, paying clients on because I didn't know one day to the next whether I could work with them. So um, I started giving away my services. Okay, today I can talk, and I didn't charge people for it. Or I extended the amount of time I worked with somebody for free. And my clients, a number of them were like, why are you doing that, Laura? Mm-hmm. And my clients had to remind me. But, yeah. but I see it happening all the time, and I see it a lot – Right now, like I have um, a a good friend of mine who has a a newsletter that goes out, print and uh, digital as well, right? And a number of his local clients dropped off. He had a lot of restaurants that advertised and small businesses like that that all got shut down during the beginning stages of the COVID flattening the curve crisis. And he Mm -hmm. still doesn't know how to sort of pivot what he does and provides to the community to get advertisers that he needs. I mean, what do, you, what do you say to that? So he's like, he's just got blank spots there of advertise with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I see you this know, all the time. So businesses that have always done traditional ways of thinking, rather than try something, they're just stopping. Right. And, you know, I'm seeing a lot of that
0: in, you know, Main Street businesses, and it's so unfortunate because the Main Street businesses are truly the backbone of our communities. And when it just frustrates me when they're not willing to, it, it, it's difficult to see those that are trying to, to swing to another direction, but it's really frustrating the businesses that are just stuck in their tracks and aren't even trying I mean, I, I, the month of April, I guess, besides doing all of the nonprofit work and all of the, the reshuffling I had to do for that and all the new policies I needed to put into place to make sure we were protecting our volunteers but still serving our clients was really time consuming. But then I made a very conscious decision that I did want to help our local businesses. And so I reached out to several of um, companies in, in the surrounding towns that I know that I thought could use help. And it was really interesting to see their reaction. You know, some jumped on it and I would do anything from steering them in the right direction or telling them about a technology that they can use. But there were some, and one in particular that I I know that was in the process of getting their business online before this crisis. And when the crisis hit, she refused to spend any more money on it. And so she has a website that's like 85% ready to produce income for her. And she decided to put a stop on it until she knew where the economy was going. You know? Yeah, the really fear sure make any sense.
1: So for, know, for main so street it's, it's just really interesting. For for Main Street businesses that you mentioned that aren't ready to go digital or really have no clue how, what are some excuse me, thoughts on how they could potentially pivot? you know
0: again it really is just digging in deep and like trying to unlock those skills that you may have and refocusing it's like any any company that has the interior decorating capabilities of course could move forward and help um the people that are are stuck in their homes especially needing to look professional in their home offices like i mentioned earlier and then the other ones just need to to switch gears a little bit like the yoga studios that I mentioned, you know, with streaming online and their classes online, they can even take that one step further. They're streaming live, but what about the people that can't get to that live session? You know, they, they can learn how to take that live stream and create a digital course for somebody. And, you know, some people are interested in that. They rather have all of the information in one place and, you know, be able to use it when they want. And so there's different ways to add components to your business. There's different ways of, you know, serving your clients in different ways. Like even just the retail stores in town that don't have their businesses online, just reach out to somebody and ask for help. And, you know, it's what the chambers are there for. But it's just so surprising to me, at least in, in my area, how many people aren't doing that. And, yeah. um, I love I our
1: local that. independent bookstore, the Vero Beach Book Center, and mm-hmm. I was shocked that they've been there for 40-some-odd years now. They've still not created a way for online ordering for people. Yeah, And bookshop.org got created and really launched during the last few months as a, a resource for independent booksellers. So they've mm-hmm. got this whole platform. The booksellers just have to connect connect and and create an account with them and then anybody who buys books can choose this is the independent bookseller that i'm buying my books from mm-hmm. and bookshop.org has done amazing things i don't know if you're familiar with them and in the last few months they have done millions of book sales benefiting independent bookstores
0: right very cool
1: you know, there's a couple of
0: people I know in the industry that have um, platforms for e-commerce. And both of them came out and offered free websites, for the lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and I did a video on it and shared it all over, you know, um, social media, my all my local Facebook groups. And they literally were offering the means for these Main Street businesses to get their items up very quickly because the um, the mechanisms that you need to put into place for taking those orders and getting the notification that an order came in and taking online charges and all of that was already in place. And it really was easy. It was like one of these things that we call drag and drop for putting it in place. And I used a special link to find out how many people clicked on this offer. And when I say it was completely and totally free, these people were doing it out of the goodness of their hearts because they wanted to help business. They weren't looking for a dime. And none of them are taking away the website after this virus goes away um, or, you know, gets under control. It's yours for life, this website, that does this wonderful e-commerce for you. And out of all of the places I shared it, um, it got five clicks, wow. five people took a look at the offer. And I, you know, again, <laughs> I need to keep on going back to mindset, but that kind of reflects the mindset of that person, just whether they're being un, you know, not trusting enough. They think that, you know, they're going to be taken. It's, you know, nobody would really offer this, um, you know, and so I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, um, but then of course there's other people that are being so super
1: creative, Right. And
0: those are the ones that are doing well, regardless. But, now, before
1: the on. national news break, you had everybody write down this list of 20 things. Mm-hmm. Then to star the ones that they were really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved what you said. You said you may look at that list and think, and I'm paraphrasing here, that there's people that know way more than you about this but think about that there's people that know way less than you about this as well, and mm-hmm. those are the people that you can help. So what? Right. Is, what's, like, the next thing somebody should do then? You know, they're, they're beginning, hopefully, after everything we've talked about, my listeners are thinking their mindset, they're, they've written their list, they're seeing potentials in their business or new business that they're mm-hmm. thinking about that they can charge money for. And everybody, it is right. okay to charge money and make money during what's going on in this world today. that We're not yeah. talking gouging. We're not talking no. artificially inflating prices. We're talking mm-hmm. about fair prices for fair mm-hmm. value, and if you want, you can make a charitable component. I always give away a minimum of 10% of my income to charity yes. every year. So yeah, I do the
0: same thing. And, uh, again, you, you could add that component also by, you know, picking a particular community cause that you, you know, a a charity in your area. So you're really taking it local um, if you want to help your local community as well. But, you know, when you were talking about um, having, I have a little analogy for you, because when people really think that they're not worthy of teaching somebody else, think about how simple it is to tie your own shoes. But when a child doesn't know how to do that, they look at you with these big eyes of wonder when they learn how to tie their shoes. You know, and so again, there's nothing too simple. There's always somebody that is going to need what you know. And so, well, after what you, you know. you know, yeah, after you check off these little things that you're interested in, basically the best way to, to the next step to take is without getting into a lot of detail about choosing a business model. One of the easiest ways to start is just by doing everybody now pretty much knows how to zoom. You can do um, a consultation you know, that may last an hour and you can charge for it. And you can get a little confidence by doing that, you know. And so as you gain confidence doing little, consulta- you know, consultations, maybe then you can take it to the next step and learn how to, you know, do a little bit of on-screen recording and, and gather up a, a series of these consultations, of course, with the permission of the person you're talking to or just do a different type of video where you're teaching them what you know and you could put that out, but the the bottom line is, is this may sound like all super difficult to do, it really isn't. And there's so much help out there. There's mentors that can show you. There are, you know, are all kinds of online videos that you can sift through and learn how to do this yourself. But it's it's just it's not difficult. And if you're using not being a techie or not being tech oriented at all, um, that is just an excuse. Because, you know, the main thing about entrepreneurship is always the quest for knowledge, (laughs) you know, and solving problems. And so if you don't have that tech ability, that's a problem that you have to solve. And go out and solve it. Just take action. And it's doable. This whole thing that we're talking about, you could start from scratch. And truly, and I'm not fibbing about this, you could start a business within four weeks. You could be helping other people within four weeks. And, and if it started me, four weeks
1: ago, you'd already be there.
0: Yes. And that, to me, is so major. And heart-centered people do want to do that. They want to help others. So you can do it, you know?
1: Okay, so they've got a list. Mm-hmm. They've picked one item. Or that list may not have been for somebody starting something new. It might have been a list of, Of everything that you do in your existing business, whether it's a brick and mortar or it's an Mm -hmm. internet based business or it's a one to one coaching or medical practice or something like that, and you've got here's the one thing I I want to try. Mm -hmm. How do you know if it's working or not? Or, you know. is, Without, you know, there's all kinds of
0: research that you can do, but if you, you know, if you can do just some basic research, and it's really easy to do, you just go on Google and you type in the subject that you want to talk about, all right, or something that you know. And if, you know how when you Google something kind of self-populates, you know, with ideas that you might be searching for? If yes. you get that that to self-populate or you scroll down to the bottom of the Google page and there's um, associated searches. That means people are searching for that. That's the simplest way to find out. And you can't get stopped in your tracks, though, if you see other people doing it, because that's another excuse I hear a lot. is People go, there's so many people doing this, so why would they listen to me? Another thing for you to realize is that because everybody has different styles, like some people could be in your face and scream like this, and other people are more laid back. Some people have teaching styles where they hold your hand every step of the way and they show you over the shoulder skills. So you could literally like stop that video, do the skill and then keep on going. So as you develop your own style and just be authentic, be yourself as you're, you're doing this, you're going to have people that like you for you. And that really is what it's all about too. You want to attract people to you that you're going to enjoy interacting with and you're going to develop that style and You know, so quick way to do the research, as I said, just go ahead and Google it. And if it pops up, you know there's an interest in it. And you can test the waters. But you shouldn't spend a lot of time developing this thing. You just need to get out there and get started. And that's why I mentioned maybe one of the best ways to start is by, you know, reaching out to friends. Here's a perfect example, all right? Say you know a professional in the area and, I don't know, um, a nutritionist get a bunch of people together on a Zoom, all right, and charge ten dollars for it. But get that expert to be the leader of that Zoom and share their experience about this is the proper nutrition you should be doing right now. And everybody's at home. So maybe you're you know you're not getting along with your partner. If you happen to know a a marriage counselor or a psychiatrist or psychologist in, in your area Go ahead, contact them. Say, would you be willing to lead a group? Then reach out to your local peeps, you know, and people that you know on social media. Hey, we're doing this little thing that I'm going to, I think is going to help everybody. Um, Do you want to participate? You know, we're just going to charge $10, so make sure you show up. And, you know, then the person leads the group. There's so many different ways that you can be creative about this.
1: You know, I, I love that idea. It just has me thinking in about 30 different directions, right? (laughs) <laughs> about some different things that can be done, but even restaurants could do something like that. You could have a, a weekly meal prep, Mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's via Zoom, or you can create a Facebook Live group and charge people $10, $20, whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah. It's, okay, we're planning the grocery store run for the week, and then the next day it's, okay, we're going to all be on Zoom, and I'm going to... Th- We're going to prep all the food for the week Mm -hmm. and all different ways through, like, with that because guests are learning how to cook, but they're also still not doing a great job with it. I would love it if somebody held a a membership thing that I was part of where we literally planned our menus together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the grocery store run um, and then took us through the food prep. And, you know, not only that, you
0: can expand on that, too. What if you happen to have, like, insanely good knife skills? All right? I actually, one time. You do. (laughs) I I shouldn't say this (laughs) because I do. All right? You know know me. I've been cooking since I was, like, eight years old, and I love to entertain, and I'm just, like, like, a little maniac in the kitchen. But I really wanted to, like, improve my knife skills, and so I took a little course. And I was a little disappointed that I already knew all of that. But the whole point is, is not everybody does. So again, like I actually could have taught knife skills. I never would have thought of it, you know. And so here I am seeking new information and I want to get better at this. And I didn't appreciate my own skill level. And, you know, I think some restaurants and some chefs and some, you know, caterers, you could absolutely teach them how to do this. You know, this too is all going to change down the line. We're going to be able to do gatherings again, and we're probably going to meet, you know, want to meet in larger groups when it's safe to do so. So maybe you want a caterer to teach you how to make an easy, easy meal for 20 people, you know, and maybe those 20 people could meet in an outdoor location even during the restrictions and just make sure you stay 10 feet apart instead of six feet apart, you know, but you can learn how to do an easy meal for 20. If you don't know how to do that because it is different than cooking for two, all right, there's a perfect opportunity for that caterer to teach a skill.
1: Right. And what I think a lot of people don't think about, because I've heard this, is like, well, if I show them how to do it, then they're not going to want to use me later on down the r- line. And I've always felt that that's a scarcity form of thinking. Absolutely. Think? That's also
0: that's fear-based. Absolutely fear-based. Um, you know, you really do have to just open your heart, come from a place of giving, um, realize that there is enough to go around for everybody. And the second that you open yourself up to those possibilities, it's like everything just comes freely to you, you know? And, um, the other thing about having that kind of attitude is you're going to attract the people that have that kind of attitude. So you probably are going to get that kind of people. You know, they're not going to want any more because you're attracting it. Right.
1: And if you open yourself up, then you're going to get more people that want to come to you because they got so excited. They're like, oh, my God, if if I learned this from them, imagine if I went to their restaurant, went to their place, did whatever. And, Cheryl, I want to make sure that, we can share how people can get in touch with you. Cause I know I took you off on a tangent and we didn't finish all the five steps, but I, you've shared so much great stuff. I want to make sure people know how to reach you and get help from you if they want as well. Um, you know, they, they can
0: just reach out via um, my website, Cheryltcampbell.com. Um And, you know, I always get back to people when they contact me. So um you know, and I actually think I'm going to put this up in a little um, book form for people to download. I just had this idea to do this now, and um, I'm going to do that later today. And I'll get that up on my website for people to be able to download and have in front of them so they do have the steps, and they can move forward with these ideas if they would like to.
1: Perfect. So, so that is going to be at Cheryl T. Campbell dot com. Is yeah. there a separate page you're going to set up for them to go um, to, or yeah? Let me just think really quickly. Why don't we do forward slash unlock
0: dash your dash potential, and I'll just make sure that that's what I make the URL.
1: Okay. Or you could make right. it even simpler: unlock Laura, or, or you okay. know something. Unlock Laura. There you go. <laughs> unlock Laura. This way they know that what's there, and I'll have that posted up on my site as well for okay. everybody to find that, Cheryl. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And everybody, remember the right questions can change your life. Think differently. Think possibility. Think how you have what it takes because you do. Have a great day, everyone. Be kind. You've been
0: listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook
1: that will help you ask better questions starting today.